Welcome, 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 welcome back to another scintillating. God, I know you're really gonna find a different word besides scintillating. That's your favorite. I know. Um, exciting, interesting, uh, poignant. Maybe not poignant. Maybe not. I always say titillating. Anyway, welcome back to a guide to poor parenting, a podcast where me, Jason, and me, Jennifer, have a few drinks and talk shit about our kids. If you would please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at guide to poor parenting, all one word, both places. Um, Miss Jennifer, I'm so excited. Because with uh, our first guest of season three. Yay! Yay! I can't believe we got three seasons. Uh, truly. <laughs> <laughs> that year break we took in the middle of season one yeah. didn't do anything good. Um, well, our guest today is a friend of ours from a support group that Jennifer and I go to and talked about several times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's through APAC, which is a nonprofit organization that helps adoptive parents who want to become adopted parents and then after the transition to becoming adopted so yep. they helped us get our home study and they provide a weekly support group and our guest aaron what's your name? shaver 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 aaron shaver is our the the meet not mediator what do you call it the counselor in charge uh, of the group? uh co-facilitator co-facilitator he's the professional that makes us sure we're not beating the children <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. We just don't tell him. I mean. Yeah, true. <laughs> Mr. Aaron, what are we drinking today? We are drinking daiquiris. Ooh, what do you think of them? Are they pretty good? Oh, they're delicious. Yeah. When you told me you wanted daiquiris, I'm like, I don't know how to make a daiquiri. So I was like, I remember I was walking around Kroger's and they had these pre-made packets. And I was like, oh, let's get some rum. We'll just drink those. There you go. No, I like beer too, but then I have to, like, I'm really like a certain kind of beer, and then I just sound way too pretentious. Like, I only want a German wheat beer. I'm like, let's just say anything rum-based. That is easier (laughs) than getting all picky. I was about to say, if you wanted a German Hefeweizen, Zane, I would have happily drank that. Jennifer would have had some wine or something. Yeah, no beer for me. (laughs) I just don't like IPAs. No. Yeah, they're way too bitter. Jennifer, every time I was like, oh, Jennifer will like this. She's like, nah. Too bitter. Well, we're not really. Uh, we were discussing before we started the podcast, like what the topic, I get, and we couldn't find one. So I guess we'll just talk about um, your journey into parenthood and like yeah. how you got involved with APAC and all that stuff. So you are how old are you? Thirty something. Thirty six. Thirty six, and you have two children, if I remember That's correctly. Correct. I have a six year old boy and a three year old girl. Goodness. Yep. That is, anytime my toddler grandchildren daughters come up, I am exhausted by the end of the weekend. I'm just like, oh my God. Even if they just come up in conversation, I'm exhausted. <laughs> they, we had the, our granddaughters up not too long ago uh, for four days. And by the end of it, I was just like, I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be talked to. <laughs> I just want to be left alone. Because they are clingy. Is that true for your kids too? Um... At times, they're more like attention clingy. Like, hey, dad, dad, watch this. No, come here. Come play with this. And I'm like, I, I, I don't want to get sit on the floor, stand up. So like, it's just like uh, I'm, I'm too old for. This. I understand completely. So how did you and your wife decide to start a family? Um, it's kind of more of just kind of natural. Of you know, we knew we always wanted a family. Um, we ended up having a kid sooner than we anticipated. Um, that's actually a long. Uh, kind of interesting story, but since you asked, I'll tell Not you. Real. Um, my brother passed away seven and a half years oh, I'm so sorry. Ago. Sorry. Um, it was within our first year of marriage, and something about that, I'm like, there's a death. Like, I feel like there's, sh- like, life needs to come. And there was just something about his death that pro- that kind of stirred my desire for children probably about a year or two earlier than I naturally would have thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Unfortunately, I was still in more of the grief process when he came around, so I was not the world's greatest parent the first year. Was, the first year is a good bit of a blur. Um, but yeah, that's our kind of journey to having our first kid. Um, How long were we all married before y'all started trying? Uh, just over a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I mean. I would, probably would have waited a little bit longer. <laughs> um, were you still in school at that point? No, so I met my wife my final year of grad school. Okay. Um, yeah, so we met at a wedding, and then we were like eight hours away, and then we both graduated and moved on. So you, okay, so you got married in, in your last year of grad? We met in our last year. Oh, we okay. got married after we moved, both moved on. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, wow, you got married right before you had a job? That's brave. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, 
I was starting a private practice yeah. with like one client and then two clients, then back to one client and two like it's at like our- first, you know, just like most people say, those first couple of years of marriage were financially very difficult. Which is not uncommon. Yeah. Kind of sounds like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one listener, then two. Yeah. And then back then to one. one. Yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> we always have a joke that we only have four listeners. Although, looking at our statistics, last time I looked, we only had nine. So, thank you all, all nine listeners for listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, what made you guys come to Huntsville? Did family or? No. Um, so, out of college, I got a job in Huntsville. Um, and then I stuck around here for went to college and I was here in Huntsville for three years. Then I located, relocated to Orlando for two years for grad school. And after I graduated, I'm like, I can go anywhere I want to. Right. Um, and I just love Huntsville. Okay. <laughs> it is just a great city. But I didn't want to come back single because it was, it's not, sorry, but it's not the world's greatest city to be a single dude in. No. Or a single uh, person. Or a single person. Yeah. Particularly for dudes, we we out single dudes outnumber single women exponentially here. Um, I didn't know that. Which is all the engineers? Well, well, I was about to say, being a, a white middle aged man, not middle aged, but white millennial man uh, who looks a bit nerdy, I was like, I was surprised you weren't an engineer. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, I knew that you weren't because yeah. because you're the group, but it was like so, every white nerdy looking dude out in Huntsville. It's like, oh, you're an engineer, probably. Yeah. And so, like that same batch of white nerdy middle-aged people are competing over a very small group of single females and often there's so many competing over there it gets pretty awkward and like a woman shows up in a social circle and gets asked like by five people the first day and i'm like i don't i just i don't want to be it it can be a lonely environment and so if i was still single i would have moved more to a bigger city i got you that's all that makes sense and it just i think it's just a wonderful and it's grown a lot since I've been here, oh, yeah. um, but I just love like that small town feel, but it's still really big at the time. Yeah, it's a big little city. Yeah. yeah, it's the smallest place I've ever lived. Where did you grow up at? Uh, I grew up in uh, Marietta, right outside of Atlanta. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's a transition. I, w- I moved here from Dallas. Okay. And I was like, well, oh, this is a tiny little town. <laughs> <laughs> Although, admittedly, I was in Hunts before I was in Dallas. I was in Huntsville, Texas, and that's probably the size of Athens. Yeah. So it's just. Like, I heard it's a prison town. It is. Yes. That's where they do all the executions in Texas. They have a prison there with the first electric. Yep. Really. Mm-hmm. Yep. Old Sparky, I think its name is. I have a friend who his teacher. He's from Texas. His teacher like, if you keep this up, you're going to end up in Huntsville, <laughs> and he did. <laughs> just Huntsville, Alabama, not the prison she was assuming he would end up in. That's so funny. That's the only reason I know it's a prison. Too. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be in Alabama than in prison yeah. in Texas. <laughs> so, so six. Seven, I guess about seven and a half years ago, or seven years ago, y'all got pregnant. Correct. And then six years ago, you had the, the, your daughter, right? A uh, son was son. first. A son was first, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what made y'all decide to do for a second, try for a second? Um, or was it an accident? No, it was, uh, it was planned. Uh, and we've been very fortunate to not have any infertility issues, which, so it's like as soon as we've started planning, it's usually shortly afterwards, we were like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, it, it was just the season. My wife had just gotten a new job, um, to get started like a month or two earlier. And so we had that kind of stability in our life, um, that we didn't have in previous jobs. Um, and so we, yeah, we just had the stability. We had a house that could hold the kid. Um, and so it was kind of the nat- next stage and the Roman family. Yeah. We knew we didn't want just one. Oh, okay. What part of town are you in? Uh, we are in Southeast Huntsville. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I have some friends down there. That's a... That's a very suburby part of suburban part of Huntsville. There's not a ton of like restaurants besides fast food that I've seen down there. Yeah, especially like if you get into the residential, like there is nothing. You have to come to the Parkway or yeah. come to that airport, Whitesburg, then move forward. And so, um, very much kind of residential, but it is suburban, but it doesn't have that Madison new suburban. Like Madison just reminds me of every single suburb in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's where Southeast Huntsville, the houses are older, like each house has a personality to it. Right. Um, that's the kind of stuff I was drawn to in Southeast Huntsville. That's where the white flight happened before Madison. <laughs> Sadly, you were right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, uh, 
Are y'all thinking of doing going for another, or are y'all done? No, uh, I got fixed. Um, I just really didn't. My wife lately, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but my wife's like, oh, should we have another? I'm like, no, no, we should not. A, you hate being pregnant, <laughs> and you hate babies. And she doesn't hate babies, but it's just like no. miserable. No one's sleeping. It's just... A lot. Nothing about that experience was enjoyable. Um, and we finally have both of them potty trained. Why would we go back to that? Because <laughs> your wife wants a baby. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got two, and I think if we had had two boys, we may have shot for a third, try to see if we would get a girl, just kind of round it out. I mean, I have all brothers, and I, my dad had all brothers, so it's cool to have the first girl kind of in that line and you know be a girl dad and it's completely different than being a boy dad so yeah do you find like we we jennifer and i always complain about the not complain but we talk about the difference between how kalia and wesley act and like i i'm terrified of having being a boy dad I, i like even though i am a man i remember what i was like as a child and i was like i'm seeing jennifer go through it now i'm like oh i'm so glad i have a little girl (laughs) to raise because I'm scared of little boys. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think... I didn't want to be... I, I figured the girl I would get would be a super girly girl. And I am not a super girly girl. So I figured I would have to do... Like, figure out how to do gymnastics and cheerleading and dresses and makeup and, like, everything that's super girly. So it's like, I'll get a boy. I love Wesley with all my heart, but I kind of regret it a little bit now because he's getting older and it's like, oh gosh, I got a boy. <laughs> I I don't think our girl is super girly girl. My wife isn't either, but I think it actually depends on the oldest child. Mm-hmm. If the oldest is a boy, they're mm-hmm. not growing up with dolls in the house. Like they have, You have to go out and get the dolls yeah. or you have to go get that. But naturally, she loves trains. She loves... so. First, she's introduced to his toys before she gets the ability to choose what she wants to play. That's true. So I think that does, like, if she had an older sister, there would probably be dresses already in, like, you know, Disney dress. or Like, that would already be in the house. So I do think that kind of changes some of the vibe. But at the same time, if you were to have a girl before the boy, you know, you don't have the, you know, G.I. Joes already in the house. So I think the birth order might impact that. That could be. It's just a theory I have. I don't know. If that is, I, I think I've, I've heard some stuff that like men that are raised with an older sister tend to be uh, like more cognizant of like uh, relationship issues, and huh. I don't know. I could be making that up. I have been known to spread false information <laughs> on this podcast, but oh. it seems like I've heard that. I heard on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe everything that you hear on TikTok. This is true. So <laughs> you have it a, makes sense. Yeah, it does the, about the older. Yeah. sibling i just want one i can't do another one wesley's yeah. enough for me so there there would be even if i just had gotten a girl it would be whatever she wanted so i don't have that well, older say, like having the difference like they still like fight like the younger sibling like intentionally annoys the older sibling and the older sibling hits them and it's like you can't hit them you're stronger but they're being annoying yeah, then come tell dad like you still got a lot of that, but he also, I think he's sweeter and more gentler, and there's like a bit that's brought out versus just like two boys tackling each other all the time. Yeah. I can so I think that. having that kind of balance in the house, um, my son is naturally very sweet and kind hearted, but I think having a sister who is like that probably balanced. Yeah. He's just like his daddy. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so the all right, so your daughter's how old now? She's, She's three. She's three. Okay, so three years. That's a pretty good age gap. Yeah. That's uh not old enough like they're not gonna be like up each other's butts at school like twins would be, but they're like not so far apart they couldn't hang out if they wanted to. Yeah, so he'll be a senior when she's a freshman. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's a pretty good gap. Um, they like each other, but they'll be able to have kind of their own friends. They yeah. won't. Um, I have a twin brother, um, and that is just an interesting, it's a different environment. Um, my, my, I know I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I, I told you I have in Big Brothers Big Sisters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my twin, my twin littles are insane 
Like they would, Gwen, their mom would tell me about how they, she would come home and they were practicing punching each other in the face in the, in the <laughs> front yard. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I just can't imagine having twin boys, especially, well, especially with Matt, because Matt had ADD and, and uh, oppositional defiant disorder. And so every time Jennifer talks about Wes, I'm like, we'll talk to Gwen. See what <laughs> Because Matthew would, uh, I remember when he was like 12 or so, he would like, um, he would get so overwhelmed. He would just like at 12, just have explosive violent outbreaks. Not with me, but with his mom. Yeah. It was like, oof, it's rough. So are they, your youngest still in, I guess she's pre, no, she's yeah, not preschool. Pre, preschool. Okay. Yeah. And how's she goes the, to a half day preschool program. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. How's the older one like in elementary school? So he went to the same half-day preschool, had a half-day kindergarten in it, um, smaller mm. classes, half and so um, and supposedly he'll be academically maybe even ahead of the public. So it was a good kind of transition. So he starts first grade um, at a public first grade, very, very... Less than a month. <laughs> oh Less my than goodness. a month. Yeah. you nervous about it? I don't it? want to confuse the listeners because I don't know when they're going to listen. Oh, to yeah. Them. It's still less than a less month, than no a matter month when. from whenever you're listening to it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're recording this mid-July, or early July at the moment, yeah. so. I think he's excited. I remember for kindergarten, we can't be like, hey, you're about to go to kindergarten, and he was so scared, but it turns out no one explained to him what kindergarten was. Oh. It was just like this new term. He's like, but I just want to go to school. What is this kindergarten thing? <laughs> um, and so we'll drive by the school. We play at the school's playground. Um, and so he's familiar with where it is. A lot of our neighbors go. That's um, good. That's good, And yeah. so... I don't think we know anyone in his grade currently, but you know we're going to meet more neighbors. We're going to meet more people. Um, I don't think he's super. I don't know. We're going to meet with the guidance counselor ahead of time, kind of get ahead. Um, he has diagnosable ADHD, and it's not. I don't think we're going to medicate it as much as we want the teacher to be aware of it before it becomes a problem. So right. Have some kind of accommodations or more, just anything, just like. Emotional. Don't yell at our kid. <laughs> He's trying. Um, don't overwhelm him. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if the listeners want to know all that, but hey, now they do. <laughs> we're here. We want to hear everything you got to say. What um, which elementary school is it? Is it not Challenger? Is it? Uh, no, the Whitesburg. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the the school associated with the church. No. No. You have to pay for that one. Yeah. There's well, Whitesburg Academy. Yeah. Oh, okay. associated with the school, and then there's Whitesburg P8, which oh, okay. is. Uh, Technically, it's pre- it's elementary in the middle, but it's all in one huge building they just built like, oh, a couple okay. years back. Yeah, nice. One of my coworkers has her daughter go to the one you pay for. Yeah. Okay, academy. She likes they just it. call it the academy. Yeah, they like it, or she likes it for her daughter. <laughs> I've heard good things about it. Yeah, um, we are both me and my wife we're public, school, and so we are just big supporters of the public school system. Um, and so we, unless. We have certain academic needs or needs that another school could meet better. Right. We plan on sending our kids. Yeah. I went to a, like for junior high and high school, I went to a private school. And I I think we've talked about it for Kalia, but I don't know that we just, everything around here. The only non-Christian school is Randolph and they're way too expensive. Um, But like the the religious ones, you know, being a same-sex couple, I don't think they're going to let me in. So... But we'll see. There's not actually a ton of private school options. There's like Madison Academy, um, the Academy, Whitesburg, and then Westminster. I don't really know. There's one oh. down the road from us on Holmes. On it's oh, that's Valley, right. uh, Valley Fellowship. Christian. Yeah. Valley yeah. Fellowship. Yeah. yeah, that's where Wesley's doing summer camp at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, one of the um, Catholic High. Forgot about that. Yeah, John there's Pope. two Catholic Highs. One in Madison. One. John Paul, or yeah, John, there's JP too is in Madison. I don't know about the other. There's one over on Old Madison Pike. Oh, okay. um, I thought that was John Paul II too. I thought that was just where we did the I nine. Yeah, that's where we did the soccer classes. Maybe it's kind of close to the Madison border, so it's close. No, to there's Madison. one up on Home or uh, Hughes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but there's one over in Research Park. I thought that was the middle school that fed into the high school, but I could have. Oh, oh it might be. be. It might it's like be. Holy Spirit yeah. ends at 8. So I think there are other schools that end at 8 to get into the Catholic uh, I am not positive on this. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know. know. But yeah, I don't know. And Randolph is not a private school as much as it is like an insane college prep school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's not a traditional just public school, a private school option in town that yeah. I'm aware of. We need to, with all these... Uh, 
was it uh, all these i was someone on tiktok or someone i saw online was talking about how I've, um all these uh school choice voucher things programs being passed everywhere all over the country i was like the church of satan needs to start one i'd send my i'd send Kalia to the church of satan school in a heartbeat <laughs> some of the magnet programs are some good options yeah we looked at um triple a for Kalia, but like the it's too competitive and mm-hmm. we didn't get into the, the ground floor so it's like impossible to get in now gotcha. uh, we could probably get into asfl but i just don't want to drive that far and well then there's like a like lee you could do yeah the like arts magnet like there are is there a math and science magnet in town too new century new, okay yeah and there's that boarding school around the corner from us yeah. the the you know, at uh, Lynn like, and Holmes or Bradford or whatever? Yeah, it's yeah. like a, one of the first in the state. It's a public boarding school that is pretty much like, not a tech school, but they're going yeah, well, to be cybersecurity, cybersecurity yeah. experts. Mm-hmm. Well, the New Century did, too, was cybersecurity. Yeah. This yes. one is specialized just in cybersecurity, and it was very elite. So it was like, yeah. And it's a boarding school. like So they're taking kids all over the state to okay. provide housing. And it's public. Like, I've yeah. never heard of anything It's like free. That. But it's like you have to have really good grades to get yeah, in. I know someone who got in. Who? Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Won't name names, but yeah, we know someone. Okay. Then don't matter. From last uh, from last two's meeting? We can't name. It anyway. doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Y'all tell me after. <laughs> I don't think our, either of our kids are going to go there. No. <laughs> mine's, um, unfortunately, mine's not. He's not into school, so he yeah. would never make enough good of grades to even try to go there. Yeah. So. And a, not a problem, but like one of the issues that those kind of like magnet programs is they, um, they are kind of designed for like the uh, excelling students, not oh, the yeah. the ones who are struggling. Yeah. So, yeah. How's um? Oh, she hasn't started yet. Uh, how's your wife handling um, mothering two children under the age of ten? I think um, we both work full time, so I think the challenge is that mom guilt of you know the more i like i'm working and i don't get to spend that time with my kids yeah and we have someone watching them periodically and so you know they get to have the memories with the kid just she always just struggles with that work um mom balance you know then you add in like hobbies and passions and just always trying to find that balance is something that she struggles with the most yeah i that's a I think that is that feeling of like not doing enough is exactly why we're, I wanted to start this podcast because it's just like I always you know parents are always like oh I just don't do enough I'm like no one does enough <laughs> it's like it's hard to ever feel like you're doing enough to being a good parent unless you all you do is focus on your children like you know yeah and there's like there's no right way of doing it which yeah. is what I like about this podcast like we have a lot of friends that are stay at home moms and then we have a lot of friends that you know they have you know both parents work and it's there's not a right or wrong way yeah but because we have friends that are like stay-at-home moms you know we're missing out on all the play dates mm-hmm. and so you know when we get home we get what four hours before the kids go to bed we're not running around going to play dates and so there's some things like that my wife feels like man our kid is missing out on this because i'm not a stay-at-home mom who can hang out with other stay-at-home moms in the middle of the day <laughs> and i'm like uh, it is what it is. Um, but I think she's a phenomenal. Um, and so. Have you been able to take a lot of your, um, translate your work stuff into parenting? Yes and no. Um, I, like probably every therapist, um, can feel like I have imposter syndrome um, or feel like a hypocrite in the advice I'm given in the, um, in the clinical room. Like I'm, I'm not as patient as I need to be. I encourage gentle parenting as I yell at my children. Um, Things like that, um, that I know all the right answers. Um, I know how to be the best parent possible, but I am very. And so I think what I try the best at, or what, I don't want to say I'm the best at, but what I try the hardest at is repair is like i had this sweet moment with my son today or we got into it a little bit yesterday um mostly because he wasn't like and everything that goes along with that what you um, mean kids actually listen what i've well, never heard I of that drag one them around everywhere <laughs> um and so we 
he like got in our like he got up early and he's like oh. I'm like I'm going back to bed, buddy. And so he's like, can I snuggle? So he climbed in bed and we got a chance to talk. Um, but I'm like, you know, you know, Dad's sorry for yelling. I want you to know, like, no matter what, I love you and you know, I'll always love you. And so just being able to have that repair of like, he knows I love him. He knows I care for him. He knows I don't want to yell. Right. Um, just like I know he doesn't want to disobey. Right. And so I think that in, in any parenting class I teach or any, you know, session, like, that's what it's about. It's mm-hmm. about the repair. It's not about perfection. Um, but it's, you know, thinking about, like, how many times have you heard your parents say, I'm sorry? Yeah. Or, you know, you know, hold on, what you did there, sitting, like, just unwilling to come and apologize to you. To a previous generation, that sounds insane. Wait, I would say sorry to my kid? Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? And so, like, just this idea of, like, yeah, you say sorry to your kid because you're trying to model it. Right. Um, and so you're not modeling perfection. You're modeling repair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that makes a world of difference. And it's actually good that I'm here today because I, <laughs> I have a lot of repair. I'm constantly in the weekends particularly. <laughs> they don't yeah. let me sleep to 10 a.m. No. I don't understand why they don't do that. No. Bad kids. No. Yeah. But and then the funny thing is is that they are do they're going to be not letting you sleep in until ten you know, ten o'clock for many years. Yeah. And then that time when they're older and they're sleeping till ten o'clock, you're gonna be like, Wait, it's eight o'clock, where are my kids? Cause you won't be sleeping until ten o'clock at that time. No, I'll still be sleeping. Oh, okay. <laughs> Our kids wake up at like eight or later. So we are very fortunate Ooh. in that. But they also are usually up to like past nine thirty. Oh, not wow. by choice. Like, oh, uh, they just can't fall asleep. They well, it just our our life. Like we, yeah. There's like a. It is dark. Oh. It's still bright outside. So they're like, it's not nighttime. And I'm like, I cannot convince either of them to take a bath before the sun sets. I got gotcha. you. I had to do because Wesley was like, why am I going to bed when the sun is still out and i was like because it's summertime so summertime you know i explained all that to him i was like we can let you go to bed when the sun goes down but guess what in the winter time when it's dark when i pick you up that means no dinner and you're going to bed right when i when we get home oh i don't want to do that well then you'll go to bed when the sun is still out it's fine because he needs lots of sleep like he's also old enough to understand that concept well sometimes i know like (laughs) Because he was eight when I first got him, so it, he didn't, he still, because whoever had him before, TV was his babysitter. Yeah. So he would just, I guess, sleep in front of the TV and just sleep until he woke up and it just, he got to do whatever he wanted to do in essence. And then here is, uh, you know, German mom that's like, no, we go to bed now because you need your <laughs> sleep because, and I need my sleep. So well, it was way different. Well, the summer is like, we don't have anywhere to be in the morning. Ah, see. And so, because of that, I don't care if, like, yeah. I mean, yes, I care to a degree, like, but, I mean, I left for work Friday morning and everyone's still asleep. Gotcha. And I left at, like, 8.45. Yeah. <laughs> and I still have to work, so Wesley yeah. still has to get up wicked early to even... Yeah, we have someone for the summer that comes and helps out. That's and nice. so, that way, uh, my wife and I are both able to work and... They're able to spend time together mm-hmm. and do their own thing. Do um, they stay home? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so someone comes over uh, and just watches them. Oh, that's good. We've been... Uh, oh, I mean, it is. Yeah. It's I mean, nice. It, it's, it's expensive, but I mean, like, frankly, daycares and anything so, are, are yeah, it's, super expensive, too. Yeah. Daycare evens out when you have two and a half kids. Yeah. Once you get two and a half kids, daycare is not worth it. So we're right under that threshold. But if they went to daycare, they would not spend any time together. Yeah, they would the each be difference. in their own class. Yeah. So we like the fact that they get to spend all day together during the summer just playing. Yeah. Learning how it's brother's turn to play this. No, it's just like learning how to like cooperate. And I think that actually plays a lot in their friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and the what, the babysitter we're having right now, or Mandy, whatever we call her, she is phenomenal. She has a post-college, and so she has a degree in early childhood education wow. and psychology. I don't remember which nice. ones are major and which ones are minor. But she, like, does cool stuff with them. Yeah. Like, she's not just like, here's the remote. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're out and about. They're going to different parts of town. And so... 
um, really, really fortunate to have that. We have not, some summers have been like literally, you know, piecemeal. Who's watching the kids today? So yeah. for once we actually have a really good consistency. Yeah, it's really good for them, especially with her having psychology and knowing about kids oh, yeah. that she can, you know, and then she can help teach. Yeah. Yeah, make it fun. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, so. How did y'all find her? Uh, care.com. I was looking at them for a housekeeper the other day. Yeah. I've never heard of them. <laughs> I'd only heard of them because I had almost put up a tutoring like oh, ad for okay. them. They are one of the like OG kind of things. Like uh, it's like thirty dollars a month though, and it's like, but once you find what you need, like you're not staying on Care.com, right? But they do all the background checks and stuff for you, oh, and that's so. Nice. Versus trying to find someone on Craigslist or there's like Facebook groups mm-hmm. and um, we tried those routes, um, but like they wouldn't show up for the you know trial interview. The, we just get no luck. So I'm like, all right, let's pay thirty bucks and see if we can find somebody. Right. And um, we like we that's good. So I just try them out. Yeah, Gary.com. There we go. They're not like our sponsor, to... but you know. They're not, maybe, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe not listen. sponsored at all by them or any of that. Um, Sponsorships, what's that? I Who's know, he? We don't know that yet. <laughs> I know that from other podcasts. Yeah. What, um, uh, oh, I just blanked out. I'm well, kidding. I blanked out because I, like, while you were talking, I asked Zane to go get me some rum, and he didn't want to open up the fridge and get the ice, so he poured me a very generous pour of just straight rum. So I'm. Feeling it now. We just <laughs> took one sip. Yeah, but I had two shots of my uh, daiquiri. Oh. So. I don't need to measure mine. I just poured it. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna be the first time. So Aaron, the first time we did this podcast, we did three episodes in a row, and I was drunk by the really? end. Oh yes. my god, I'm such a lightweight. Yes. I'm like two over 250 pounds, um, and I was. I just always have felt my alcohol, but like. By the end of that podcast, I was drunk. And my coworker listened to um, the first couple of episodes, and she was like, "Oh my god, you guys are so funny!" And she's like, "It's so much funnier the more that you drink. You can tell along the course how much you've had to drink." Yeah. And then she's like, "Y'all are funny, but that's that's not how you pair it. You 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 don't you know it's." It's not serious enough. And I'm like, it's, it's not a serious podcast. It's a, it's a comedic podcast. She's like, oh, well, that makes way more sense now. <laughs> like, she thought we were, for real, like, a guide to poor parenting. Like, the do's and don'ts. No, Shit. every parent is doing what they do. And you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do the wrong thing. But you just learn from that. And I uh, was talking to another coworker, And we were talking about uh, Facebook parents. And she didn't know what that what that term meant, and I don't know if it's an actual term. I just it's what I call them. But people who have the most glamorous life on social media, and you don't see the behind the scenes. And she's like, "Oh, well, I always see these people, and they just seem to on vacations and doing that." I was like, "But you don't know what they're doing. Do they have babysitters that just watch their kids for them and let me go take a picture real quick and pretend, you know, that I'm parenting right now?" You don't know. You cannot go by what you see on the the social media because you you don't see everything. This is just a snapshot of their life. Mom could be just sitting there while the daughter's drowning, and oh, let me take a picture real quick. You know, you just don't get, you don't see that. So that's why I like our podcast is because we tell our mistakes. Warts and all? Yeah. What, um, so going, I guess going. Um, I was trying to give you time to figure out what, yeah. what you were going to well, say. Well, that's, thank you, my <laughs> drunk ass. Um, uh, I was going to ask about APAC. So yeah. we know you through APAC as mm-hmm. the uh, moderator for the facilitator for the group. How did you get involved with APAC? I know you just told us a story, but for the listening audience. Tell it again. <laughs> um, I, shortly after graduation uh, of grad school and moving up here, you have to get a certain amount of CEUs and whatnot. And so um, I went to a conference down in Birmingham hosted by uh, APAC and at the time didn't know who they were and I, whatever the subject was, I was super in. I don't remember what it was. It was like eight years ago. What? You have two kids. You ain't going to remember nothing. No, I mean, it's one of those like you take notes during your CEUs and you never look at them again. Um <laughs> So uh, I met Robbie in APAC through that. Um, 
really loved the mission of the organization um, and then got involved with them up here in Huntsville when they had openings. Um, I started uh, working as like the children's uh, facilitator and then um, now I'm the parents facilitator and I've been doing that for probably five plus years. Um, and Has I it been really five it. years already? Because I don't remember when we started, we started in 17. That's five years ago. Oh, God damn. So over five years ago. Yeah, because we started before we got Justin, so it would have been 17. Mm-hmm. That's six years ago. Oh, yeah. Jesus. It just does not seem to go through that far <laughs> back. You're like, Aaron, it was no... Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, no, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I don't... I, there was a... What was the guy who took Troya? over? Troya? Troya. Troya. C-H-O-A. Yeah, he was nice. Yeah. Um... He had a it, different style than me. His style was more educational. Like each time he would have a topic. Yeah. Where I, um, I can do that, but I personally find it most beneficial. Like it's y'all's hour. It's y'all's support group. What do you guys need today? Yeah. Um, and so I take more of that model. If no one's talking, um, at this point, like I'm relatively knowledgeable on enough subjects that we can jump into. Um, but if I have something planned and then someone's in crisis, like, and I'm like, no, we're doing what I planned. I'm like, no, like, it, it's meant for the adoptive families, not for me to share whatever I want to share. Well, I appreciate that because I like helping if I can or hearing yeah. the story, trying to tell them, okay, well, you know, we've been in this situation before or hearing what their situation is to see if, if that would pertain to me eventually maybe and maybe I can try to remember it but we never know about that but I like to just listen and talk I also like that we have such like admittedly I wish we had more foster adoptive parents out there but it's nice because we have a kind of a small dedicated small dedicated group of people that we all kind of know each other so Mm -hmm. it's like it's always like oh how's so and so oh did, did they ever recover from that knife wound you know that kind of thing um when i like that you know there's nothing that our group hasn't heard yeah Yeah. or even if it's like obviously there's things we haven't heard but none of us are like oh my goodness and a lot of adoptive families when you have situations like that that don't fit the mold of what a non-trauma child has people are like oh my what are you like yeah they're shocked. Yeah, and they don't have a framework for attachment theory, for trauma, where they're just judging a behavior without knowing the entire context. And so we've had numerous families, and they come in here and they just tell the story. And for once, people just listen, like, oh, yeah, I get it. Versus, like, everyone's listening and just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, like... Because a lot of people are just in the, like, they're just kind of surrounded by their own little bubble, whatever bubble it is. Yeah. But if you're not around, you know, kids that have had traumatic childhoods and this, I mean, tra- trauma's everywhere. But yeah. particularly this attachment wound. Um, and what's really special about our group is most of the families are adopted out of the foster care system. Yeah. Which is a very different experience than fostering from birth uh, or adopting from birth. Um, Both of them have their need and have a place, um, but there's something about um, the foster adopting out of that system that has just a heartbreakiness to it. Like there is a reason someone lost custody Mm -hmm. versus there's a reason why a mom is choosing to put their child up for adoption. Yeah. There is, that is a, totally different you know circumstances so by that very nature there is some traumatic some trauma that's causing them to be like removed and not allowed back and so you're bringing and then you're bringing them in as your adopted kid and they're you're bringing in all of that with them um and it's it's hard it's hard work were you shocked when you first started like had you dealt with like this kind of subgroup of uh parents and children yeah, so part of the reason I was taking the CEUs um, is some of my early clients were adoptive families, mm. um, aren't affiliated with APAC, um, but my CEUs when I first started is I would just take whatever clients I'm working with and find a CEU that touched on those subjects. Um, now I'm more niche in what I do, um, and so I'm not just like hodgepodge of my CEUs. 
But back then, uh, one of my first couples was a family with adopted kids, and I'm like, I just need to get to like, I'm doing this, but I need to get more information and more knowledge on how like how to do all this better. Um, and so even still, like I go to a lot of the um, CEUs that APAC host um, just to keep fresh and that kind of stuff. Did we say what a CEU was? Cause... Oh, that's a continuing education unit. unit. Okay. Yeah. Um, a I... lot of professions have that. Uh, counselors, it's probably more, but I know nurses and teachers. Yeah, like nurses, kind of and, yeah. yeah. I don't have that. So. No. Are you a just... nurse? He's a yeah. nurse, yeah. Oh, I don't think I realize that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Aaron's talking to Zane. He's sitting right next to me on the yeah. couch. If, you, if you're kind of wondering what Aaron's talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like in other states though, like if you want to do like what Jennifer and I did, you still have to do CEU, CEUs. Cause my friend Feige, he, um, he still has to do like yearly. He has to do it. Uh, so many hours. Yeah. Okay. And they have to do all the role playing. But I thought they did fostering too. So they like, I know did, they adopted, but they um, still foster, don't they? They do. But like, uh, even for the, he told me even for like the adopter parents, if you want to keep the, be able to adopt, you have to still be able to. Oh, well, okay. Cause yeah. I ain't adopted. You're fine. No You're done. Well, yeah. Cause I was saying like, once you adopt a kid, like no one can really tell you what. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's just to keep your, uh, license active. If you want to. Yeah. Gotcha. You can go sense. back to it. If you, yeah. you know, five yeah. years from now you decide, Oh, I want to adopt another kid. You can You'd probably have that, to go through that TEP thing or GPS or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Tips or that, whatever. That, oh, tips the, I the class. The I don't remember. They change the acronym every year, so mm-hmm. every so often. Because that was like every Monday for three hours for ten weeks. It was mm-hmm. like thirty hours. I was just think of the basketball game tips. Have you guys ever played that? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So it's like uh, you shoot, and then if someone else catches it and you miss, someone else catches it in the air and then shoots it back in, like you go back to zero. Like, like yeah. so, it points. Yeah, so okay. like you're trying to get 21, but you're also trying to get other people back to zero. Gotcha. So if you catch the ball bef- and shoot it and get it in before you touch, like if you tip it in, you drop the other person's score. Oh. So tips is the name of that one. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are not sportsy people. I was about to say, you were speaking. Non sporty homosexuals. There are a lot of homosexuals that love sports. <laughs> yeah. Just being stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> right, aren't there? <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, there are. They're called lesbians. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I don't know. I love sports. I just can't play sports. I mean, I can play sports. You just don't want me to. I'm garbage oh. at them. I like certain sports. And I've played a, quite a good bit of sports. So, yeah. But I've never heard of tips. Yeah. I will no. say that. It's just, uh, you know, you're play, playing 21. You're playing a bunch of, like, they're just, you know, games Different that the kids ways. play. Yeah, yeah. When they're killing time in the gym. Gotcha. He's also about... Almost I ten was, years younger than I am, so it may be a generational thing yeah. too. No, it was a game we played in PE, some variation of it. Yeah, like I said, I, I think it's just probably something you grew up that we didn't. I remember the little thing where you the fabric and you popped. It oh, up the parachute thing. Bring it down. That Did was you ever fun. parachute? Yeah, gym? in kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah, we had it in elementary school. See, we we all can agree on that one. <laughs> that one was fun. <laughs> Did y'all ever do square dancing? They taught us square dancing. In Where are you from? Texas. Texas. Yep. And apparently, like, there was this whole, like, there was a documentary about how square dancing got, like, pushed out to elementary schools where they taught them how to do it. I could have also been in Germany if true, Alabama true. did it. So, you know, I can't always say true. that they, they, they never did it here because I wasn't, I was Were always you born moving. in Germany? Uh, I was made in Germany. And then oh. uh, I was born in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And then... My father got stationed here when I was about four, and then he got stationed in Germany when I was about nine, and okay. then came back here. So, so I've, what, what years were you in Germany? Oh, during the time where I possibly could have mad cow disease, so I can't yeah. donate blood. Then I, um, I don't like that, because I'm like, wouldn't no, so you what, already so years, know? I think we might have been in Germany at the same time. Ah, uh, you going to make me do math. Uh, yeah. Now. That's bad. Okay, so... What year were you born? 81. 81. So 87, oh, no, 88, 89, and then 90... So 87, 88, and 9? I think, hey, yeah. Hey, we were in Germany at the same yeah, time. Yeah, where were you? I was born in Westburg. Oh, okay. My dad was at Reagan's speech. Oh. oh. He recorded it like with this big video recorder thing, but he cannot find the video to save his life. Oh. Why were you... Were your oh, family my dad in was military? in the military. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, what branch? Army. Oh, mine was too. He Army. was lieutenant colonel. And when we were in, when I was 
that time we were in a little town called Giebelstadt, and that is not near Berlin. <laughs> we always lived, we never lived on base, because okay. my mom is full German, so oh, okay. we always lived oh, off base. So he met, so. like, a local when he was there? Yes. Huh? Was she West German? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think most we're of the, the good bases side. were, so... I'm, like, super interested in, like, the Berlin history. So, mm-hmm. Berlin is, like, pretty far into East Germany. Yeah. So, like, they split off West Germany and East Germany, and then they split off Berlin itself. Mm-hmm. So, the Berlin Wall, like, surrounded West Berlin. And they were trying to actually shut out, like, all supplies to West Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, like, Berlin airdrops, like, to give them food. I mean, it's a whole... My dad has, like... So many books and so much fashion. Okay. Yeah. If, if so, do you know where Nuremberg is? Uh, or I have you heard don't of know it? My, yeah, I heard of Nuremberg. Okay, well, that's where my mom's from. Okay. That's like the biggest city that I can say yeah. that most people will understand yeah, where we are. There. Yeah, they have. Well, they have the the, the castle and the walls. The, Nuremberg. the, the, thing. the trials. Yeah, yeah the, the that was trials. Nuremberg, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Nuremberg. Yeah, but it's like a the city is like walled off because oh. it's a castle inside and it, they're inside like the castle, so it's really oh, cool. That's super cool. Yeah, that's where that's where I claim my yeah. my home is Nuremberg because I have still have family over there and stuff. So okay, yeah. Hopefully one day we get to go on a trip. Yeah. Hopefully you get your German citizenship. Well, I'm trying to look into it, especially after the whole Trump thing. Scary. <laughs> the whole thinking of like the Handmaid's Tale thing happened. I was like, oh. And then Wesley would technically be a German citizen because he's my son. So oh, that would be fascinating. You know, yeah. So he could play on their like World Cup team. I mean, he could, oh, that would be like Mama's dream. I, I know, right? <laughs> Especially huge, Grandma's dream. I'm a huge World Cup it, fan. Uh, no, Opa is Grandpa. What's yeah, Oma. Oma. Yeah, my yeah. mom is Oma. Uh, she has three step daughters, and I think she wanted their kids, my nieces and nephews, to call her Oma, but they never did. So I was like, Wesley, she is your Oma. I don't yeah. care. You're calling her Oma. <laughs> and and Pops is my uh, is what I call my stepdad, and so he just started calling him Pops. Yeah. So he doesn't care about the Opa or whatever. But my mom, I was like. You're going to call her Oma whether you like it or not, because yes. that's what she wants. Yes. <laughs> we try to call my mom Oma. Like, I try to get my kids to call her that, and it just didn't stick. So now she's just Grandma K. Yeah. It happens. So. That's yeah. cute. So after all, you've worked with uh, adoptive foster mm-hmm. families for so long. Have y'all ever thought about doing it? No. Um, <laughs> no, but because it is. It's so difficult. Yeah. Um, and so I find it more of like my way of giving back and my way of staying involved in it is through APAC and through counseling. And so, um, and we have a lot of friends that have gone those routes of fostering and adopting. And so, um, yeah, it's, I I think with two working parents and just the hecticness of just our lives, it just would not be the right environment for it. Um, but I don't think I'm going to stop working on Well, we hope not because we enjoy yeah. having you as a facilitator. Definitely. Co-facilitator. Get it right. Co-facilitator. Get it right, Jason. That's right. He's the professional. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, w- yeah. I will say I'm always amazed when I meet single people. Like that. I'm not going to name names because of confidentiality. But like we have a few single people who've got multiple foster kids oh, yeah. and adoption. Yeah. And I'm always like... How the fuck yeah. do you do this? Because I'm the single one with one kid, and that he's way too much for me. I don't know how you do multiple kids. Yeah. Like, that's just... And I know they're like, oh, well, they'll play together. Well, they'll also, like, kill each other. So, like, true. how, like, yeah. you know, you have that scared thought of, oh, my God, you know, they just stab one another or some shit. Or they're playing nicely, and then they're mean to each other. So it's like, oh, I couldn't do it. That's why I decided, even though Wesley wants a brother or sister, I'm like... He's too jealous. He is. <laughs> No, like my wife, if she goes out of town, or even just like a day when she's gone, like I don't, I don't know how anyone does it. Have a good uh, village. <laughs> oh yeah, we have a village, but you know the village goes to bed at a time, and like they're not <laughs> always available. Like you could have the greatest village in the world, but that village is not inside of your house. That's true. To do tag team. That's true. That's true. I don't, There's I something to because... say about tag team. Just like literally, like you're out, you're yeah. in. Especially, I guess if you've never had tag team, yeah. you don't miss tag team because it's yeah. always just been me. But you West only have you so. have the one. Yeah. yeah. So you don't so. ever like the tag team is good. Like if when we have the two, like so the way bedtime works is we each get one. I got you. Um, and there are times where we have to literally tag team. I'm like, we're switching. <laughs> You're taking this one tonight, or switching <laughs> in the middle of bedtime. I'm like, nope. Can't do it. And there's some days where. 
both the kids only want one parent, and it's like it just. But yeah. for the most part, bedtime is a tag team routine. Okay. So I bedtime gotcha. is really hard when one of us is not there. I gotcha. So. I would imagine having a three-year-old too would be just like, let me go poop alone. Leave me alone. No, that I, no, that would have been like a year one ago? to two oh, okay. kind of. That's my twelve-year-old. Oh yeah, he won't leave you alone. He won't leave me alone. You know, today, case in point, I'm pooping, mom, mom, mom. So I get done pooping. I'm like, son. You know I went to the bathroom. What? He had paused his show because they had the name Wesley on the show. Of course. Baby, was that important enough to yell my name many, many times while I'm pooping for me to see that? Honestly, I, I think... He, he thought it was, and I'm like, okay, your name's Wait on the Wait till TV. he watches any movies with Wesley Snipes. But they won't actually say Wesley, so he won't really know that it's Wesley Snipes. We should let him watch Too Wong Fu. I was just thinking Blade. I don't know any other Wesley Snipes stuff. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah, where him and Patrick a, Swayze play drag, drag queens. Was it, what was that uh, playing one? Passenger Fifty Seven. Yeah. I don't think I know that one either. Oh, uh, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. I've heard one of this of my one. Favorites. I, I think I may have seen that one. I love Demolition Man. Oh, I love Sandra Bullock. So no, then I haven't seen Demolition so Man. So she's in Demolition, yeah. and yeah. it's uh, maybe uh, I think in Running Man. Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock. I don't think it's awesome a good movie. Watch. You need to watch it. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it sounds like my kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's '80s cheap. Yeah, it's okay. Kalia just walked in. We're not talking about you yet, sweetheart. <laughs> but we will now. We went on um, an '80s movie kick one time, and I mean, we found some classics. I never cool. like *Romancing the Stone*. Like, oh, I love *Romancing the Stone*. I hadn't even Stone. heard of it. There's a second one too, and then they redid it. So yeah. there's three of them. Wait, 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 there's a third one? Yeah, they, they like made a newer version. like not Of what? Romancing the Stone. It had... Um, <laughs> ooh, I can't Is say Is it called names. Romancing the Stone or did it have like another it name? It might have had another name too. probably had another name. You didn't sure. realize it was like a remake. Yeah. yeah well. um, but yeah, I grew up on these movies. So. Well, if you ever want to see Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo in drag, Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie. Two, it's it's uh, a. Yeah. Wong? yeah. So it, it's a reference to like uh, Patrick Swayze's in a bar and he sees a, an autographed picture from Julie Newmar, the Catwoman from the original Batman. Oh, okay. The and, show. and she writes okay. uh, to Wong Fu. Well, Wong Fu is the name. Yeah. Okay. To, to comma Wong Fu. And that's like an Asian name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you don't ever get it. I didn't know if you meant like Wong or Dong. Or no, 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 I was like, no. wait, what? It's like, to Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. And they never explain what that means, who Wong Fu is, nothing. Yeah. But it's it's a really funny movie, and you can see Patrick Swayze kick... Uh, and Wesley Snipes in yeah. drag. Yep. So wait, what's the premise? I've never even heard what? of this They're movie. in a... Pa- <laughs> uh, Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo and Wesley Snipes are all in a pageant together. Uh, drag pageant, and you okay. see RuPaul of uh, RuPaul Charles. Fame. Oh, I didn't know he like existed back then. Yeah, he did, oh, and he. Uh, I, I know very little about RuPaul other than like who he is now. Yeah, well, it was one of his first uh, big movie roles, I think. Oh. but he uh, he descends from the ceiling in a Confederate flag dress, and his. Uh, this is not getting made today. Oh no! no. But his uh, his um, his name yeah. in the movie is Rachel Tension. Racial tension. Rachel. Rachel. Oh, Rachel. that is amazing. So, and oh. then uh, Patrick Swayze and uh, Wesley Snipes win. They co-win the pageant together, and they have to go to California to compete. And they bring John Leguizamo along Who's with them. Who's a baby them. drag queen? Who's a baby drag queen? And uh, he, was he a kid at the time? No, no, it's just, it just he, knew at drag he is all that means. Oh, okay, okay. Um, baby. Yeah, but uh, and uh, hijinks ensues. They end up in a small town, and the car breaks down. So. And, and they befriend the town, and you know it, it's a really good film. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny and, and sweet. And, and, you know, and, and they're trying to teach John Leguizamo's character how to be a better drag performer. Yeah, and it's just it, so it, are they in drag the entire like yes. road yes. trip too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It is slightly ridiculous, but it's funny. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, so I was incorrect. They didn't make a new one. I thought they did. So it's just romancing this. You may have been thinking and, overboard. And. Oh, they did make a new one of that, yeah. yeah, and they switched the characters on that. But the second one is Jewel of the Nile. Jewel of the Nile. Yeah, I haven't There's seen it, but yeah, I remember the of that one. It's okay. Yeah, it's not as good yeah. as the first one. Um, if so, I would say watch Chu Wang Fu, and if you like Wang Fu, watch Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, because. 
that is a really good kind of same premise, but it's Wait, in Australia. What's, what's it called? Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. It's okay. well, it's technically called The Adventures of Priscilla, oh. Queen of the Desert. Yeah. No, I haven't Australian. heard of this. Yeah, okay. it's Australian you know, version of. Kind I, I know of what Australia is. So, do you, have, do you ever see Superman the original with um, Reeves? Uh, Christopher Reeves? Christopher Reeves. If I have, it's been a long time. So, General Zod, one of the. Yeah. the uh, Terrence, that actor's name's Terrence Stamp. He plays okay. a trans, uh, transsexual okay. in the movie. And um, oh, uh, Agent oh, oh. Smith oh, from Agent the Matrix, Matrix is a drag Agent queen. Uh, uh, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I know, because he's uh, Elrod. Yeah, yes. Elrond. Yep. But, but, but that's one of his first roles, and he's a drag queen. Okay. Yeah. And did you ever watch Memento? Uh-huh. The, the lead actor, he's also a director. Was that Guy Pierce? Uh, yeah, Guy, Guy, Guy Pierce, yeah. 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 Oh, I like Memento. Yeah. Yes. So, watch that, too. So, that's yeah. Drag Queens, too. Yeah. Okay. That one's, that one's... Queen of the Damned? Queen Pris- of the Desert. <laughs> Pris- Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Gotcha. Okay. We will Queen of the Damned is a different movie. Yeah, that's yeah, Leah. That's, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's a very bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I was getting, I'm like, I don't think that's the same movie. No. no. But no, but yeah, so that's. Queen yeah, Priscilla is a bit more like realistic. Yeah. Uh, Tu Wong Fu is just camp to the yeah. point yeah. of like this is silly. No, I do but like a good camp. It's silly fun. Yeah. It's yeah. fun silly. Because they like the the drag queens are in drag all the time and it was like drag queens don't live in their drag. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. But it's really fun. And, like, I think that whole like uh, what's it called where you have like a genre that road trip genre mm-hmm. um, those are just usually really good. Yeah. yeah. Well that's both of them. Yeah. 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 You'll like I mean like Dumb and Dumber is like that's a yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all that kind of like we're going from point A to point B and hijinks will ensue. Yes. Heck yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think this is a good transition point. Do you uh-huh. all think? Yeah, uh, sure. All right. So if uh, for all our four listeners out there, if, Hi, Mom. if you Hi. have any funny stories. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Nine listeners. If you have any funny stories about your kids. Or if you need some bad parenting advice. Email or us. Or if you oh. have. Sorry to sorry. interrupt. But sorry. I remember I'm adding the. Yep. Yep. Or if you have any topics that you would like us to discuss because yes. we need help on topics. Uh, email us at guide to poor parenting at gmail.com all one word please and thank you please and thank you and what do we have for snack time just jennifer you made some awesome pretzel <laughs> chips bites bites okay sorry yeah um they're really good like the more that i'm eating them the more that they're better it also could be the alcohol too yeah so, probably you know. no i think they're they're yeah, delicious. I like them. They, uh, I found it on TikTok a, a week ago. I was like, "Oh, that looks easy." It's just like the, um, uh, what is it? The biscuits from uh, Grands, yeah, Pillsbury uh, Grands biscuits. Yeah, Pillsbury. I just took a biscuit, rolled it out into a little snake, and then chopped them up in little pieces, boiled them up in a baking soda, baking water. soda water solution mm-hmm. for about twenty seconds, threw them in the oven with a little bit of egg wash and salt and. They're pretty. I've, I will make these for a party because they're yeah, pretty yeah. good. And they were easy to free. Yeah, they're too. very good. Yeah. We do the, like the pigs in a blanket all the mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the croissant ones. We'll have to have y'all over for a party sometime because this one makes some really good guacamole. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then his uh, Rolo Rolo pretzels. Oh yeah, those Rolo pretzels. Yeah, they're, they're so easy. Okay. <laughs> Rolo pretzels, pretzel Rolos. Yeah. You know. It's a Rolo. Sp- squeeze between two uh, yeah, yeah. pretzels and they're so good. Yeah, so good. Unfortunately, that is dairy-based. Oh, that's right. Oh, sorry. Losing chocolate has been a sad one. Now, are you, like, I was worried about this when I was looking for stuff. Does, if butter is incorporated, that's it's not, okay? not, like, the world's worst thing. So butter's usually okay, low amounts of dairy. It's just ice cream, straight up cheese. Um, You're, ice cream in particular has been... You're just putting up a storm. No, it's not that. It's more so just like the discomfort. As it actually, gassy or yeah, like uh, like it feels like my belt doesn't fit. It feels um, like just really like that. By far is worse than any of the digestive stuff. It's just the discomfort that it causes. Oh well. I um, I I think my husband would prefer it if I would go dairy free because I don't like have uh, intestinal distress, but I fart so much and so stinky whenever I have cheese. And um, mm-hmm. my husband. No, I mean, that's that's part of that. I don't mind that consequence. Everyone there else you can go. Just deal with that. Yeah. But if I do eat dairy, it's only at the end of the day. Oh, okay. Like because of that, like you just want to go lay down because your well, stomach's bloated. What's happening before I realized it is I would go into session. I'm like, I am just oh, what is going on? Like my 
can't really like undo your belt in the middle of a session. Yeah, that'd be and scary. <laughs> so just like, ah, uh, just don't feel good. And if you have to use the restroom and you have like one hour where you can't go anywhere, it yep. makes you more so notice how much you need to use the restroom. Yeah. Oh, that's Definitely. awful. And most people's professions, you can just use the restroom whenever you want to. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like a stand-up comic. You can't leave the stage. Unfortunately, I've had to at times. <laughs> oh God, how awful. People understand, but it's like. I have digestive issues, I'm and I'm a counselor. It's and not a great combo. Someone's paying for it. You kind of don't want to be like, okay, I'll be back. No, I, I add it to their time. Oh, okay, yeah. that's good. I'm not like, oh, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna shit my pants. I'll be right back. All right, so we've had our snack time. Now it's time for story time, mm-hmm. Mr. Aaron. We asked you uh, to prepare a story about mm-hmm. some funny incident with your kids or you growing up. What you got for us? So. uh what I'm thinking of is my kid did dance camp. My daughter's three. Um, she's never done any organized anything, no sports or anything. So we signed her up for dance camp this summer. Ooh. Um, and then they had the performance at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And so my wife went to that and she got videos. And everyone is doing this choreograph. Like it was like under the sea. Like it was like one ballet one and one tap one. And they did like each song twice. Aww. She didn't even try. (laughs) She's just like... She's like... Making fart noises. And there's one where she uses her bracelet and she puts a bracelet around her mouth. (laughs) And it's just like... Just being the biggest goofball. And just doesn't care. Like... I love it. it, I'll show you the... I mean, you can't really show a video on a podcast. Right. I can like put it in front of the thing. Wait, what? You can't see it? But it is just... That's her. Yeah. She is so goofy and so herself, but she's goofy in a way that she's not, like, disrupted. Like, it's not going to make the teachers mad. Right. But she just does her own thing. Hey, she I love that. She just doesn't care. That is so cute. Getting her to do... Uh, but the other funny one also involves her um, is all of a sudden she hates water now. Oh, no. So we were at the pool the other day and had to take her home to change because her swimsuit got wet. Oh. So I had to take her home to change her and then bring her back to the pool because um, brother and wife were still there. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you had to go home because your swimsuit. All right, is this is this what's going on? So she refused to take a bath for like a week straight. Oh, wow. Like I put her in the bath and she like put her feet up like, I'm not touching it. Oh, God. And so I'm like, can I just give you a foot bath? So I like... Let me just scrub your feet with a washcloth. Um, but yeah, she she's... That is... And my son right now is into Legos. And this is a season of life I am down for. Right. <laughs> so our new routine has been... Um, takes a shower, brushes his teeth, and then we go to the floor of his room and play Legos. Then we get in bed and uh, we... Uh, turn on the boxcar children. Okay. You guys Aww. remember the boxcar children? Yep. Nope. That's like classic. You first learned to read it, like your first book. You learned how to read in like oh. second grade, kind of yeah. stuff. about four orphans that used to live in a boxcar. Oh. Nice uplifting stuff. What? <laughs> nice uplifting stuff. Oh, the grandpa ends up finding them and adopting them, oh, okay, but they okay. still they're the boxcar. Sounds like lemony it came snicket. Came out like the nineteen twenties, um, hmm. and oh. but it's like still a thing. They have like newer versions or whatnot, but. Um, it's on Hoopla, and so we did the audiobook version of that. That's so yeah, sweet. We're on book number four. I got you. Me and Wesley are doing Harry Potter. Ooh. So we're on. We just got done with Order, Order of the Phoenix. So okay. now we're on the Half Blood Prince. I want to get to Hardy Boys, um, but my kids are scared of gotcha. we. They started screaming, and we couldn't get twenty minutes into Wally. Oh. What were they scared of in Wally? I don't know. Oh. Probably just the. Robot being Everything. all by himself. So, and then it's, the, it's the score. The score the has that, yeah. like it has like the ominous, yeah. like, and so he's hiding under his sleeping bag. They're like, I don't want to watch this. It's Aww. too scary. And I'm like, oh my. <laughs> we can't, like, yeah, we keep telling them Pixar movies have happy endings. And you can't, um, I mean, most, like, you got and we all chose Wally because we were not about to choose Up. We were right. not about to choose anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, you story. can't, can't choose Toy Story. Lion King. We made it through Lion Did King. Did you even with Scar and his ominous music? I don't know how we made it. It Cause... took us two tries. Okay. And my daughter ran out of the room, so she didn't get to finish it. I got you. Um, that sounds like we took Kalia to go see uh, Christmas Carol, okay. and she was scared of the Ghost of Christmas Future just because the, the 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 booming music when he yeah. comes in. And was, was that like, the play? Yeah, the play. Yeah. I was like, girl. 
I was like, he came out. You saw him without his costume on. What are you scared about? Yeah. Nine-year-old. Still hush. <laughs> so, three and six. That's so we cute. We just wanted a movie night. night. That's all we wanted. Yeah. It was their idea to do a movie night. You're going to have to do like Thomas Tankin. <laughs> oh, we just ended up turning Paw Patrol back on. Paw Patrol. There you oh. go. Come on, Paw Patrol. What about Bluey? Uh, they. I want them to get back. We were on a Bluey kick, and they switched to Paw Patrol. I'm like, no, come back. Come have, back. Have you introduced them to the Krat Brothers and Zabumafu, the monkey? We have not. I've heard of uh, the Krats. Um, so it's just, you what know. What channel are they? It, it was APT back in the day. That's no, my like brother what's, loved what's it. Service? I think it's on Disney Plus okay. now, but I'm not 100% sure because my brother loved it when he was yeah. little. And it was good for me because I love animals yeah. and I didn't have to watch because back in those days it was Teletubbies. And I was like, no, thank you. I don't know oh, because they were creepy. They were terrifying. And my, I'm 18 years older than my brother, oh, so okay. I kind of helped raise him. So this is 24 years ago. Um, but we got into the Crap Brothers and he loved it as a puppet monkey and then yeah. it's a real monkey and it's just all about animals and yeah. i don't think there's anything scary so I you think might my like, son would like love that, that. Uh, my daughter would not i got you <laughs> well i'm trying he <laughs> loves all things trains. okay so if he's unsupervised he ends up on some train crash like youtube oh. channels <laughs> but it's like um it's like the not augmented reality what do you call those um like simulation like virtual no it's yeah a train simulator no, yeah, but it's like uh, someone like builds a train thing that jumps off a cliff, and then they put the train like um, it's not a simulator, and that's it's kind of like a build your own kind of. I think I, think I know what you're talking. It's yeah. like it's it's called trains uh, simulator, I think. But they have it for like cars. Yeah, and other there's things. goats too, if I remember correctly. Goat Sim- goat simulator. Like a goat. Yeah. Goat yes. like a yeah like the. Ah. So yeah, he'll watch like stuff like that where they're like crashing trains at high speed or like having trains. Like he just loves train train videos or crashing videos. Okay, but they're not like real crashing videos. Right. Yeah, yeah. That would not yet. He's obsessed with the tech. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just thinking about the uh, submarine. Oh yeah. (laughs) I just like there are so many great memes. Oh my god! Someone on TikTok was like, uh, um, "Do you remember the old proverb from the Bible that?" the rich will have an easier time getting to heaven uh, compared to like uh, fitting a camel through the eye of a yeah. needle. And it's like now with all that pressure, they'll fit right through in the an eye of a needle. <laughs> My favorite was the, there was a Taylor Swift one. Have you guys, are you guys Taylor Swift people? Nope. Somewhat. She's yeah. not. No. Okay. Tell me. Uh, I just got back from the concert, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, she dives into the stage at one point, like. Like, like, opens up and she dives into that. And someone, like, changed it to, her, like, her diving in to go find the sub. <laughs> uh, so cute. It was really, really funny. That's funny. You have what sound like adorable children, Mr. Aaron. I do. Thank you so much for coming out. Yeah. And thank you all to our nine listeners. Thanks for listening to our Guide to Poor Parenting. If you like our podcast, please give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you don't like our podcast, just like when our kids ask if they can have our credit card so they can buy stuff on Roblox. Tough shit. Go home. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.